kind of sad because we were getting into the run up to the end of the show. Both, sh- both, <laughs> both original Roswell, Roswell New Mexico, and this show. Um, and I'm just really excited to ride this wave into the shore. Where is Beth from? Long Island. It's California. Damn it. Not far from Disneyland. Oh, Beth. Sorry. Beth. Beth. <laughs> you, you thought I was saying her roommate? I thought you were asking about Eileen, but you were asking about Beth. I was asking I about Beth. I knew she was from near... I knew where she was from. Okay. What game is Michael going to play with Martin Starr? He's going to play Madden. Madden. Uh, uh, 2002? Yep. <laughs> Did Jim Valenti need to drop Michael's name in his job interview? No, he was a freaking sheriff. <laughs> Genuine laugh out loud for me. It's great. What does Liz's roommate mean when she asks her if smoking is making Liz uncomfortable? It's hard to say because first she says it's rhetorical and then she says she's just being polite. Mm-hmm. So it's it, it, inscrutable. Yep. Good answer. Uh, Maria doesn't say cut. Who does? Dominique. That's right. What is Max at the end of the episode? Dust <laughs> or nothing. He's gone. <laughs> Snap. He's away in the air. Okay. As someone who's never seen the show before, did you see it was that shocking. coming? No, I did not. Wild. Wild stuff, especially because they go through this whole, like, he transforms into being old, and I'm like, oh, we're going to get, like, old Max yeah, now. Yeah, that's fun. And then he just, <laughs> dead. Yeah, dust. Crazy. Um, very cool. Very exciting. Um, it's so interesting to see our two girls yeah. uh, having unalien adventures yes uh loving that they're having non-alien adventures that are still like of consequence and like meaningful to them yes and all all the while being like thank god we don't have to worry about alien nonsense and then our aliens are going through the most intense alien nonsense we've ever seen it's wild it's wild stuff this is up there i think with the white room in terms of like intensity and Mm -hmm. stakes I, i don't know part of me and i feel differently each time i watch it but some of it makes me just want to get through the Liz stuff faster so I can get back to the It is weird. The A it, plot. Yes. And it, uh, this is something that uh, Roswell New Mexico does too is yeah. that like we will leave a scene at the height of its tension <laughs> to like go watch two people hang out somewhere. Right. It's like no, 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 no. <laughs> Let's finish up one place and then go back to it. Um, but the thing is I liked I liked Liz's story yeah. in this. Um, it's nice to see her, like, happy. Mm-hmm. Um, she is so infrequently happy. True. Despite the fact she never makes mistakes. Never. Um, and, uh, like, it's cool to see Maria's story with uh, that guy whose name I forget. Who, like, Billy. She, she, Billy, that's, that's right. Um, who she could, like, reconnects with. Who's, like, busking on the sidewalk. Yeah, I really hate that scene. I think it's so dumb. It's so weird. She pulls up next yes. to him in a sticking her head out of a limousine which is like the tackiest thing a person can do yes uh, out like the sunroof of the out limousine. the sunroof yeah. of the limousine. you're mm-hmm. right out the window is normal out the window is one thing out the sunroof out the sunroof is so is... cheap it's just so like act like you've been here like come yes, on yes totally it's so doesn't that happen at the end of pretty woman that he's like out through yes, the top of but the, that the limo? Is a, that's a rom-com <laughs> i mean i don't love it but like 
if you're going to be cheesy, be cheesy in the in ultimate moment yeah, that's of true. That's romance. True. But you're just going to be cheesy to go see your old friend who's busking right now. Like it's she's big timing him so, so hard. hard. Yeah, it's and she's big timing everyone on the New York City street. I just wasn't into it. it and it comes after her little monologue of like how she feels New York and she belongs in New York. And right. as soon as you see that big white limo and you see her head pop up, you're like, you don't belong in New you York. You don't belong in New York. Guess what? Your friend is busking at the entrance to a subway station. Yes. You should be coming up out of the subway. 100%. Which you ride because you're a New Yorker. That's if you're a real New Yorker. If you're a real New Yorker, <laughs> you're you're riding the subway. I believe that's true <laughs> it's I, that's not even like uh like a, a posturing sort of thing like i think probably though if you have a certain amount of money you're probably taking a town car but even a town car yes but but if you're maria you should be on the subway that's right that's right because like she hasn't signed anything honestly yet. if you're under 25 you should probably you should be taking the subway. the subway yes that's right these are just what it is yeah these are facts <laughs> And we said by two people who have never lived in New York. No, but we've been a couple. I've been to New York with you. I've been to New York before, and I've watched lots of things about it. Yes, so many things I've watched about and it. And never is it cool to, one, a stretch limo in New York City. Ugh. No, that is that is lame and gauche as hell. So gauche. A white stretch limo, and then poking your head out of it and be like, let's go for a ride. Yeah, she should be she should be coming up out of the subway. Yes. Did she know he was going to be like busking on that corner? She must have. Like how did she work this out? She must know where he goes. Cuz he is either surprised or feigns surprise at seeing her. She says, I told you I was going to be here. I, yeah, I don't think he's surprised. I think he's surprised to see her in a big white limo. I think he's surprised to, to see her busking. on that corner that day. He knows that she's yeah, on her way to New meeting. York at some they point. They weren't yeah. meeting at the corner. But right. I think they're in contact enough that she knows where he busts. I see. You don't think she's just like driving this limo around the city? Oh, my God. I hope not. <laughs> For just hours and hours. Oh, I hope she's not. That's like the fourth time that she's tried to like that's talk so to someone who's busking. Like, this is the one that actually is her friend. <laughs> so embarrassing. Um, but she's having a... Wait, let's get rid of her story. Let's talk through her storyline just to like... Yeah, just get, to like get it get it done. Yeah. Well, and also we need it to get done so that we can get to Liz because yes. their stories dovetail at the end. They do. So Maria is back, brings Billy to the studio, which is a little presumptuous for. Yeah, like Maria really doesn't understand the power dynamic that she's entered. No, she is none whatsoever. Yes, from bumfuck New Mexico. <laughs> With no experience. And one no, song. One song and no fan base. Yes. Like, and I know that modern times with, like, the way social media, like, it's, like, expected that you have a fan base before you're signed is often the truth. But if but you But even don't, still, she's got zero she's got fan zero base. zero fan base. Right. It's not like she spent the last five years playing cl- small clubs. No, no. She's acting like anyone gives a sh- And I guess she's 18. I get it. But she's actually like, anyone gives a shit about her songwriting. Right. No one other than you cares right. about that. Right. No one other than you is invested in that. Right. You are the only person who even really registers the fact that you wrote a song. A hundred percent. Like, and you should be proud. Like, be yeah, proud. Yeah, be proud of it, but for she sure. she doesn't recognize the power dynamic that she's entered. That's right. At all. She does not get it. Even though she's already had this experience of, like, we took your demo, we turned it into this. Yes. This is the thing we can sell. Yeah. Like the concept of we're trying to make a thing with you that we can sell uh, and not like we are trying to execute on your perfect artistic vision. Well, and it's not even we're trying to make a thing with you. 
We're trying to use yes, you right. in the process of making a thing that we can sell. Which, to be fair, Dominique is bad at conveying to her. <sighs> yeah. Also, Dominique wears a lot of hats. This is true. Wouldn't a producer be doing her work? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Like, yes. she's doing a lot of work that I'm like, with the A&R person who's assigned to the Southwest, <laughs> who has time to go to Honky Tonks in Roswell, New Mexico, would that person really be the one in the studio in New York? I mean, she may be there. Yeah. She may have taken, like, a, a personal interest in, sure. in Maria or something. But, like, there's no way that there... I mean, first of all, I cannot imagine a scenario where a performer says, I'm sorry, cut, and someone is like, excuse me? <laughs> like, if well, a performer says been, cut, you have to stop. Well, like, you have to stop. Be, for anything, she could have phlegm in her throat. Yeah. She could be about to vomit. Yes. You, like, there's valid reasons. It's not like... It's also not like they're on a film set or there's a live band or anything. So wait, is Cut. this a time where tape is a thing? No, two thousand. No. Okay, so it's not even like tape is a thing. No, it's not even like tape is a thing. They could have been recording on tape, I guess, but probably not for probably the not. kind of music that they're okay. going to make. And also, even if even if they are on tape, like they just take the bit of track that they've done of Maria and right. like rewind. Like you, they're not actually using up tape at this right. point. It's, yes, it's ridiculous, but also I think it's a power. It's obviously a power move. But again, Maria should have known the power dynamic. She's crazy. She's a waitress. Yeah, 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 that's right. How does she not understand who's the client? So anyway, this is the situation that she gets herself in, is that she brings her friend uh, Billy around. Yes. Um, and Dominique is like, Hey, I, I mean, this is incredible yes. that she says like, yeah, give me a demo sometime. So nice. Yeah. And he's like, Oh, I can play you a song. And she's like, give me a demo. Reasonable. Reasonable. Not just totally reasonable, reasonable. Insanely generous. Yes. Like what? And he makes a little face. He makes a little face. Like, mm, you don't want to hear my song right now. You don't want right me now. to just play music. Are you not here for the passion of the music? If I can't just play the music right now and it's a moment that's lost to eternity, <sighs> you can't show it to anyone. You have no proof that it happened. Anyway, um, then they finally get in, in. Oh, and that's when Dominique is like, by the way, um, I, how about instead of uh, recording your song, we record a, a different song? Yeah. This is one written by professional songwriters. Mm-hmm. And Maria's like, ah. Uh... Maria says, I don't think this way. Yeah. Well, she says, I don't even think this way about the lyrics. Yeah, which is insane. <laughs> the, you didn't write it. Why would you think that the writer had captured your thought process? Yeah. Well, and then later she says, yeah, that she like can't, she feels weird singing them because they're someone else's lyrics. Which I kind of call foul on that. Totally. For multiple reasons, but for one, she was discovered singing a cover. Yes. That's how she was discovered. It's not that she was doing a songwriter showcase. Right. And someone showed up, said, I want to sign you, and I want you around. She was not hired for her songwriting. The only person who cares about her songwriting is her, maybe Billy. And maybe Liz. Liz, because she's a good friend. But only because she's a good friend. You're right. But like. Yeah, Liz is going to use LimeWire to download this out. Holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, I guess we get a little bit of extra perspective on Dominique because we see her watching Maria in the previous episode 
with the uh, kit shakers. Yes. That like it is when she's like strutting around the stage yep. and like kind of like comes down and like has her, her jacket like hanging off yep. her shoulders. That like that's when she's like, hey, wait a mm-hmm. minute. This is someone that I need to sign because she has stage presence. Yes. And because she has a voice. And like she kind of, Dominique like kind of steers into that later in the episode that yeah. like, Look, I, we're, we are working with the whole package that is you. Like, songwriting is part of that, but mostly we want your voice. We want your look, she yep. says. Um, and it's like, yeah, th- those are still, like, two. We talked about it last week with, like, Britney Spears. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's her look and her stage presence. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the thing about her that you can sell. Yes. You need someone else to write the songs. Right. And you need to produce the hell out of her voice. Right. And then it's perfect. And then it's great. Yeah. But Maria is Maria's an artist. And honestly, she's also 18, so she's just making a big mistake. Yes, totally. So, you know, we all got to do them. Um, I mean, there there is, like, there is part of it that, like, I am sympathetic to of, like, this isn't what you thought it was going to be. Yes. And that's disappointing. Of course. Um, But the fact, like, it seems like she doesn't even get through a take. And then bounces on the whole thing. Bounces on the whole thing. And, you know, I think that when she... Also, she's doing a very bad job of singing this song. Oh, she doesn't even try. She doesn't even she try. She doesn't even try. Which is then amazing that Dominique isn't like, you damn right, cut. <laughs> that yeah, was terrible. Yeah, a piece of shit take. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she doesn't even try. I I guess there's a part of it, and again, I'll bring out my Maria Stanness, that Maria rediscovered this dream that she felt like died with Alex of music. Right. But she never really out loud defined what that means yes if that means having songwriting and playing music as part of her life or if it meant being a professional recording artist she never really declared that no she loved the she loved the creation she loved the right like maybe her dream of music being alive is just writing songs and playing them in her house which, maybe that is maybe that is the thing, right? Maybe it's not, and so I so I guess I don't I don't feel. But like she also she's, likes performing, though. Like she, she like wouldn't performing. be doing it with the Kit Shakers, if, right? She if she didn't like doing it. But I don't know that she wants to be a professional. I don't know that that was. I don't know that she had codified in her mind or in her that it, her goal was to be a professional recording artist. Sure. So so. I think that's part of why it's easy for her to walk away from this part of it because it isn't her goal. It's just so, I mean, and, you know, again, I I mentioned this before, but, like, we're two older people looking back on this 18-year-old's decisions. Um, But, like, like, why then couldn't she just be like, oh, these songwriters, like, I would like to meet them. I'd like to, you know, yeah. like, work with you. You do You're sound being like connected. an old man I do. Right I do sound like an old man. Use it as an opportunity. There are so many opportunities here. There are, though. <laughs> there are huge opportunities here. Oh, my Not God. Not least of which is the my one where she can make a fuck ton of money. <laughs> my inner 18-year-old is rolling her eyes at you so hard. What? Okay, but what's lame about making a fuck ton of money? <laughs> Just do that. Selling out? Is that what you, do you mean? Is that, it's 2002. There was a stained poster on the wall <laughs> of the alien's apartment. There's no such thing as selling out anymore. <laughs> it's just cool. It's just making money. <sighs> that stained poster did catch my eye. It, yeah, and then the Metallica one, which was much cooler. Yes, yes, It was like course. the old uh, bandstand kind of ones. Yeah. I, yeah, 
Maria's making a mistake, but I think I don't know that. This also probably blows Billy's chance to get that demo. Yeah, to I don't think that she's listening to that demo. I do. I think Maria's making a mistake, but also I don't know that Maria is blowing the shot for her dreams. Sure. Because I don't think this is really her dream. I mean, obviously it's not, but I think it's, I don't know that releasing an album through a major label is what her goal is with this art that she does. Yeah. I I I think think it's okay if she never works for a major label. Right. And like, it wasn't a goal of hers because that was not a realistic thing before. And then there was just a moment, a brief moment where it was possible. Right. And now it's not anymore. Right. I mean, yeah, she really biffed it. Yeah, really, really tanked that and hard. And Billy is real optimistic that he thinks they can take the limo. Like, no, that limo. No, that limo. Is that's done. they've already called out to that limo. Yes. The driver is gone already. <laughs> so now let's zoom back and okay. let's let's deal with Liz. Liz. Okay, so Liz, we see her. She's been on a bus for a week. A week. But now she's at in- the Winningham Academy. Winningham. Yes. Winningham. And she, it's a boarding school of all girls. Right. And seemingly all in one building. It's unclear to it's me. It's unclear. It seems like the dean lives in the same place where the kids live. <laughs> yes. Which, wild. Insane. I can't, um, I, I, I really can't imagine it. So when I was in college, mm-hmm. the, I, I lived, uh, my, my, my senior year, I was living in one of the residence halls. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was an apartment in the residence hall <clears throat> where one of the new professors lived. Ooh. Because, um, like, he hadn't had mm-hmm. time to, like, fight. It was one of those things where they, like, hired him, like, right before the school oh, year. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and, you know, the, the way academia works, like, you are just sort of, like, throwing your lot in to, like, get jobs wherever. You're right. not set up anywhere. Um, and uh, so, you know, they, they had offered him to live in this uh, apartment on campus, mm-hmm. um, which is how it was pitched to him. Right. Um, but it turns out it's not just on campus. It is in the fucking building where students live. Oh, I don't love it. Um, and there was also like a little dining hall in the building, too. So, like, I mean, if, if you walked in the front door of the building, you had to, mm-hmm. like, go right around the front desk and then left to the... Uh, to the dining hall. But yeah. if instead of turning left, you just went straight ahead, you would have walked right into his, his like right into his front door. Um, and there's no direct access parking either. So, so the, there, there was parking behind that. Like okay. the, there were spaces for like the, the hall director had mm-hmm. um, a, a space. Um, and then he had a space for sure. Okay. And then there were, I guess a, a couple other for like staff of the, okay. Of, of, of the dining hall. But this, so this professor started while I was a junior. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, his name is Garth Bond. Okay. Uh, and when I went back for my reunion a couple weeks ago, yeah. um, he was like on campus and was like out drinking at the bar. Like oh my God. while people were like out and, yeah. uh, and drinking and stuff. Um, and, uh, you know, I ended up like at a table with him and was uh-huh. like, hey, I don't know if you. I don't know if you remember, but like I took a class with you your yeah. first year you, you were teaching. Um, and he was like, oh yeah, Patrick, I remember you. And I was oh, like, whoa, nice. shit. So he hung out with my friends and I yeah. at that bar until like 1230, right. one o'clock in the morning, something like that. And then we're like, okay, we're heading back to our Airbnb. And he's like, oh, it's, and you know, we described where it was. And he was like, yeah. oh, I, I live right over there. I'll, I'll walk with you guys. So we're walking back to our Airbnb, one o'clock in the morning. Yes. 
everyone is pretty tipsy, and you know we're having like a fun conversation with yeah. this guy. Um, we get back to uh, our Airbnb, and uh, he and I are like outside talking for a little while mm-hmm. while the rest of uh, my friends go in like into the house and like yeah. open more drinks. Um, and you know we're probably out there for like fifteen minutes, and then <laughs> and then uh, my friend Taylor's wife Elena like comes out and is like. Uh, Garth, do you want to just like come in? Yeah. And he stayed and drank with us until like three o'clock in the morning. That's so nice. (laughs) It was the best. And we talked about him living in that apartment. Right. How odd that is. How odd it is. And how much he was like, someday someone is going to find out that I live in this building that they also live in. And like, and it happened once that like someone knocked on his door and asked for an extension on a paper. At his house. At his house where he lived. Nightmare. Nightmare. Anyway, take a class from Garth Bond if you're uh, at Lawrence University <laughs> in Appleton, Wisconsin. They'll remember you. Guaranteed. Yeah. <laughs> so this dean lives yes. in, seemingly. Seemingly. Is, lives hangs in, out in a bathrobe at late at night. <laughs> yeah, that's that a great way. point. Maybe she's, maybe she's just working and bathing late. We don't know. Uh, it would be such a... I don't think I would like, even if it was my dream job, and I guess I, I was going to say I almost do it now, but it's different. <laughs> I would not like my office to yeah. be in the same place, like my office where I meet people for work yes. in person. I would not want that to be in the same place where I live. No, you need like some separation. Now, when I watch old 80s movies and people have a bathroom in their office. That's rad. That's pretty rad. I would take that. I would take that too. Also, like if you had a shower in your office, Ooh. so you could like work out and then like shower and then like yeah, continue your day. That would be really nice. That would be really cool. And maybe like an elliptical or a treadmill that's because I'm on a it's a high rise. Yeah. Um, an elliptical or treadmill that faces out over the city. Of course. So you can do your workout in your office, maybe on a call. Of course. People don't have to know while you're looking at the city. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's wonderful. <laughs> I feel like that exists in 80s movies I've seen. I don't know. And nowhere else. Probably not. I mean, maybe like real execs can do stuff like that. Yeah, like, but you've if got you're it. The, if you're the head of Shopify. Right, right. That was the first business I could think <laughs> I of. I mean, that's a, pretty good, that's a pretty good example of like a business that is like big enough um, yeah. and like ubiquitous enough. Yes. And probably they have, probably flush. They gotta be. I mean, if they're not, they're doing it wrong. <laughs> They're a little part of all e-commerce, so like, so, come on, they, guys. they they better they better be raking it in. <laughs> um, the oh, uh, what 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 about the? Because we can go back earlier than the eighties. Yes. Um, to like, I, I my first thought is like of of a private eye. This is a stressful okay. living scenario because the yes. private eye always has like the office, which is already like above something like yes. a laundromat yeah. or Chinese restaurant or a Chinese restaurant or a massage parlor yeah. or something. Um, and that they have like a bedroom in the back. Here's Murphy the bed. My understanding of being a private eye. It's 24 seven job. That's true. People that are going to knock on your door in the middle of the night mm-hmm. and you got to be ready. They need help. You got to be ready in your undershirt. <laughs> help them out that's right so because you slept in your undershirt right slacks right and uh suspenders but the suspenders are like pulled down so they're not right yeah Yeah. you pull them up before the gas of course of course um i don't but i don't think i would like that living arrangement i the reason i kind of stumbled over my words when i was saying before is i do work from home right now pretty much mostly if not i'm I'm supposed to go in the office but i kind of am riding out 
Just as long as you can. As long. I'm holding on to it because it's so much better for my for for my physical health, for my mental health. Yeah. For my dog's mental health, which is not as important as those other two, but But he was grumpy earlier. <laughs> I would if I had just come home and he was grumpy, I would have been so confused of how did he get grumpy. Um But I so I currently live where I literally sleep in the same room that i work all day yeah but that's just you work in your home you don't sleep in your work exactly that's and i think you're right you just nailed it i would not want to have an apartment in my office building but having an office in my home works is okay yes yeah yeah that's that's the distinction and is it just semantic i don't know (laughs) it might be i think it has to do really for me it's other people if i had to take meetings in my home office yeah, that would, that would be... be too much. Like when you see, and again, I'm thinking of 80 sitcoms now. Yes. But when you see like the Huxtables and he's taking uh, OBGYN clients in the house. That's Or crazy. Growing Pains where he was taking, he was a psychiatrist yeah. who would take people in the house. In the house. In the house. I don't want work people coming to, non-friends, friends, fine. <laughs> but like, I don't want to do work interactions where I, where I sleep. Yeah, yeah, no, that's like no in-person good. interactions. I think it's got to be hard for like piano teachers, right? Because yeah. there's no way to you can't bring. I mean, you carry a keyboard, I guess. And I guess you could go to other or have a studio space. That would really be the solution. That would be the dream. I think you would dream of that. Yeah, that would be like someday I'll be on Easy Street. And I'll just rent out a studio. Yeah. But that's but I, expensive. That cuts into your overhead. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, I think that's always the artist's dream. Because even have for writing, that's yeah. the dream. Yeah. Is you have your little writing office. A separate space to write in. Yeah. yeah. It could be a little, oh my God. I read this book and I already told you the whole plot of it on Same Day Shipping. So I'm not going to tell you the whole plot of it. New episodes available now. <laughs> <laughs> but this woman had this little house in upstate New York and she had this little, just little garden shed. And she would go right in the garden shed every day. Awesome. It was like, yeah, that's the dream. Yeah. It's just a little shed. Just a little space that's only about writing. Yep. And when you leave, you can, le- you know. Mm-hmm. You can leave the writing there. And as soon as you go in, you leave everything else outside. Exactly. Where it's much harder to do that when you're using the same desk that you use to do spreadsheets. Right. Right. Um, but Liz is so <laughs> far away from these problems. That's right. And, and she's trying to make herself does, even honestly, further away. This is... And I don't think she has to work that many hours at the crash down, but she also got out of her job. She's out of Max. She's out of alien stuff. And she doesn't have to work as a waitress. What is um, Mr. Parker doing now that both of his waitresses are gone? Well, he hired Morgan Fairchild to kill Max. Um, No. (laughs) (laughs) It's a great question. That's the guy. Yeah, it's a... It's been answered in fic. I don't think it's answered in the show. Okay. Okay. So I have ideas. But... I mean, I guess he works front of house. So like he'll, he'll he works he'll front of house, orders, but yeah. he is missing his two most well, they're not that dependable, but his two <laughs> two of his waitresses. Because Michael and, is also still working there, right? Yes. And and Liz, at least in the first season, we see her as she's kind of a manager. Yeah. She's not just a waitress. She's like senior waitress. Right. So yeah, he's really he's got no staff. team now. Yes. Do you think he gave Michael any time off when uh, his friend was shot at his other job? I don't think Michael asked for it. Wow. And then he just showed up to her shit. Yeah, you're probably right. Liz. Yeah. So far away from all of her responsibilities, pretending to not be Liz Parker, she but to be Beth she's Parker. Beth from California. Beth from California, right outside Disneyland. 
Which, or not not far from Disneyland. Not far from Disneyland. Who's pretending to be from Anaheim? Outside Anaheim. Oh man. <laughs> I don't know. I think it was I think she knew if she said LA or San Francisco, there might be follow up questions. Right, right, right. But, but like, who, what are you gonna ask about Orange County? Yeah. At r- that point. Now because that's pre the OC. Pre the OC. When was the OC? Probably uh, probably like just a little bit. Yeah, okay, just a little yeah. bit later. Okay. Um but her roommate's not really buying it. Her roommate, who, by the way, a little bit of a bad girl. Little, okay, she immediately smokes a cigarette in front of Liz. Yeah. I think really to test Liz. Yes, totally. Like, that's the real answer. It wasn't a rhetorical, it wasn't about rhetorical questions. Right. It wasn't about being polite. It was 100% to test Liz's reaction. Right. What do you do when I smoke in front of you and honestly, immediately what upon Liz meeting does, you? does, covers for her. Covers for her. Pretty so, cool, pretty smooth. Pretty smooth. That's what you want out of a roommate. Lights a candle, takes off her shirt. Boom, boom. Perfect roommate. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot more candles than I think I I can't imagine. I know how college is, but I've never yes. gone to boarding school. But I can't imagine boarding school rules are that different. I can't imagine that teenagers are allowed to have so many things of fire in their rooms. Even a single candle, a single open flame, I feel like they would because Liz even makes a point because the it's the uh the the dean who like knocks yes. on their door and that like that causes Liz to have to do this like cover, um and she says like oh I just lit a candle unless that's against the rules like Liz Parker who I don't know, um but like yeah probably that's against the be. rules yeah it should be you're gonna set that whole place on fire and the dean don't says children with m- fire the dean says of course not I was like the dean's never been to college she has no idea the, the dean, dean is- <laughs> the dean has never been to college <laughs> the dean's faking it. She, oh my God. She's a student. Student. (laughs) She's just a student. And the original dean died in a weird accident. So don't tell mom that probably probably a fire. Yes. And now she took over and she's still sleeping in the same dorm that she was when she was a student. That makes perfect sense to me. That also is uh, like comports with uh, when Liz tells Maria later in the episode that uh, she and her roommate have the whole place figured out. Yeah. It's like yeah, there's there's no real school here. Like, it's just everyone no. pretending. Everyone's pretending. Um, so Liz gets a call from Max. And that is really, for some reason, that seems to be the thing that turns the roommate around, is Liz has a boyfriend. Is it? Is it that? Well, so, I mean, at first she's, like, shitty to Liz about it, right? Because she's like, Liz? Like, she, yeah. she's like, I caught you in your little lie about your name. Um, but, like, when... When Liz is like talking to her afterwards, it's it's that sort of like, yeah, fucking sometimes women have secrets and yep. like you don't fucking ask them to share their secrets. Yes. Um, like she is here because of Max. Yeah. She's there to get away from him. Um uh what's her roommate's name? Eileen. Eileen. Eileen doesn't have like all the details. Mm-mm. Um, but like the assumption is he did something bad to her. Yeah. And they eventually get to like he sort of cheated on her. He did not he sort did of not cheat sort her of. in They any... were on a break. <laughs> it wasn't even a break. No, they it were just done. It was a break up. Yeah. And, and Liz, while yeah, she, she started did it in it. a sketchy way, yeah. she broke up with him. Yes. Like per she... his own request, the him from the future. Yes. But still, <laughs> she, like, it's not, e- it's that the show, I mean, maybe the show doesn't believe this, but it is not, I get Okay, I both understand why Liz feels betrayed. Yes. And you could call it a betrayal of sorts. But it isn't cheating. Right. By any definition of cheating. Right, right. I guess unless you count soulmates. 
Oh, but you, you can't count soulmates. You can't count soulmates. You just can't do it. Especially when, like, if if you do accept the premise of soulmates, yeah. like, uh, Max and Tess, like, they're, they're oh, like, chemically soulmates. Oh. <laughs> I mean, right? Yeah, I hear you. I can't, I can't head nod that. It's <laughs> tough. Because then, then does that mean Michael and Isabel are soulmates? Okay. This is no, why we can't even engage with the concept of soulmates. It's too, it's too icky. But is, uh, but Liz is hurt over it right. and needed a break. And and there's a million other alien reasons too. Um, she melts the phone. She melts that phone and hasn't really been feeling any alien stuff since uh-uh. she left Roswell. No, it's which only means when she talks to Max. only when she talks to Max. Only when like he's got her in a state of distress. Yep. That she is like fucking alien powers. Um, and yeah, she melts the phone. Um, it's a little weird to me that Max calls on a payphone. He calls like a payphone. Here's the thing. You know how that when you, when people write teens or college stories, they write about when they were teens in college. Yeah. And so I think that for the people writing Roswell, the way you called someone in college was, was you called, called the a nearby payphone, the hall payphone. Okay. I've seen in movies in the, from the fifties, sixties, seventies. This is very common. Okay, and in boarding school movies and stuff, that you call the 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 number for the for the floor is a payphone on the hall. Wow. By the time I went to college, because I went to college before everyone had a cell phone. Yeah, me too. So every room had its own phone. Yes. But I don't think a generation before that, every room had its own phone. Or maybe that's, two generations before that. That's, uh, so that, that, that's definitely true. Um, but like even, it's still, I guess, just weird to me that it's a pay phone. Though, though I suppose like at that time, not, at, uh, not in 2002, yeah. but like even 10 years earlier, um, you wouldn't have been able to make like any long distance phone calls right. or if you did, then like the hall would have gotten charged or something. Right. Isn't it weird that we used to have to like pay for individual phone calls? Yes. I'm glad it's not that way anymore. I think it's like cable. I think we still pay and yeah, I don't know that right. we really got out of it. It's like we just pay someone else now. <laughs> we still pay. Sure. But like, it's great. We don't have hundred dollar cable bills, but we have a bunch of little bills. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't so know. anyway, so Liz like, melts I mean, the phone. Like we have to own. We have to own a phone. It's like yeah. an expensive piece of th- equipment. You have right. to buy it from the people that you don't have to buy it, but you either you have to have a huge it, right? investment yeah. or you lease it from the people. Right, and then you have to pay for the phone plan. But that's the same as paying for like a home phone number. But I think that cost was very low. Cost, but also like. At least your... when Ma Bell broke up, which is when I was a kid. So right. I don't even remember when there was a monopoly on the phones. Probably was really expensive. Probably was super expensive. And you couldn't get, you know, fucking Twitter on your home phone. You couldn't get Twitter. You couldn't get Twitter. So we're just paying more. We're just paying more for Twitter. So you're saying we're paying more, but we're getting more. I Well, we're definitely getting more out of our phones. Than, I mean, I don't think. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, I, I don't know. You used to be able to call a number and find out when movies were. Yeah, now you could just see when the movies are on the phone. I'm surprised I have to tell you about this. <laughs> you could call a family member who lives in a different state. <laughs> yeah, but it costs extra. <laughs> um, I remember using the phone to uh, call the time and temperature mm-hmm. to tell me what time it was and what the temperature was in my hometown. 
I don't remember doing that. I feel like we had clocks. We had clocks too. Was it to check the clock? No, or it was just most... to do something. I'm is the temperature part was really the oh, the, 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 the useful part. Um, but uh, there was a moment in this where in this. Uh, over to the alien story yes. for a second, um, where uh, Jesse wakes up in the middle of the night uh, because Isabel has left the bed, uh, and he he like picks up his watch and like yeah. checks his his watch to like see what time it is. Um, what is your bedside clock situation? I'm not happy with it. Yeah, but it's currently my phone. Yeah, I don't. I'm not satisfied with it. I've had a bedside. I had one of those. Um, it stopped working, but maybe I'll get another one. Oh. Uh, I had one of those lights that lights you up, lights up the, like, the Oh, sunrise. yeah, like a slow wake up? Yeah. And I really liked that, and that was the clock. So I had that for a while. So I want to get back to that someday. Yeah. Um, we've got one. So on Sarah's side of the bed, there is like a, a an alarm clock. Yeah. Um, and nothing on my side of the bed. Nice. Um, uh, sometimes my phone is in there. Sometimes it's not. Um, when it is, I don't even like wake up to the phone yeah i just like wake up and then grab my phone because i'm addicted to it um but when it's not there i have to do this thing where i like sit up and like look over across sarah to like the other side of the bed and to see what time it is and you know then i can be like ah it's 3 30 i'm going back to sleep or like it's after six and i'm like okay then it's time to get up um but yeah it's I, i i used to have um a an alarm clock that had uh like fallen down the stairs. Yeah. Um and so like the the casing of it like just like kind of broke and it was just like a, a pile of like circuits and a little display. Oh, that's kind of cute. Um and I put that on top of an old robot toy. Uh huh. So it was like it had arms and legs and uh, it held a big like axe. Um, that's it, awesome. it was a uh, um a BattleTech uh-huh. uh. uh toy that i mean it was like a foot and a half tall right yeah. and it just had all these clock parts on top of it that's really i called cool. it robot clock and it was great but it would hurt you when you tried to like turn it Ooh. off <laughs> you got like a little shock messing well, with it don't fuck with the battle yeah don't fuck with the battle um yeah i also am a i'm sensitive to light so it's a phone face down yes situation oh yeah phone's got to be face down yeah so in order to find out what time it is i have to pick up my phone yeah yeah which I don't wake up before my alarm most days, so it's usually a moot point. You don't wake up before your alarm? No, I wake up when my alarm goes off. Uh, sometimes I wake up like right before my alarm, but I can feel it. Yeah. Like I'm like, I'm not looking at that clock. No. It's going to say 6.59, and what are we doing? I'll yeah. just wait for the just wait for the to seven. start playing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I miss having a clock. I think I need to go. I think I want to go back. And I'd love to be a person who puts the phone in another room or far away. Yeah. And like doesn't do before bed in, in the morning phone time. But it's almost impossible. Like, well, I don't know that's impossible. Like, I just find myself getting bored if I'm like in bed. I can get into, and I do it on vacation more, and I yeah. do it sometimes, but I can get into reading a book before bed and going to sleep. Oh, that's smart. And just like, just... Just replacing the the ritual, yeah. yeah. And then you don't. Yes, it's true. If you think of a thing like, I wonder if there's still tickets to the mon- mummy movie party at Alamo. You can't find out. Like you, so you do have to like let go of some right, of the things right. that you impulsively now can know in five seconds. We should what, go to the mummy the, movie party at it's Alamo. Sold out. Oh god damn it! This is a real thought I had earlier today. I almost texted. I'm glad I didn't text everybody first. That would have been so sad. Oh, I'd um, love to see the mummy in theaters. I know, with like you get a little pack of like movie props and you get to like do a whole thing. Did you see the mummy in theaters when it came out originally? I believe so. I, I did too. I think so. I remember seeing it in theaters, uh, but I was uh, 
I think I saw it more on HBO. Yeah, like, well, I saw well, for it, sure. I didn't see it in theaters like a bunch of times. I wasn't like right. obsessed with it in theaters. Right, no, I saw it one time Yeah, in the theater. And then forever on HBO. Yeah, of course. Um, I saw it on a double date. Ooh. Um, and the... Uh, I was uh, I I was dating the my, my date like yes. we we had been dating for a little while and it was her best friend who I was very good friends with yes and then just like another guy that we didn't really know oh, no. <laughs> so it it was bad like I'm sure we I'm sure we were three against wanting him the whole time poor guy poor guy sort of like poor Michael sort of like poor Michael are we done with Liz's story <laughs> I don't know I kind of got bored of it so she. She and Eileen uh, drink in like a secret place. Yeah, they place go to a the, secret yeah. place. They scream out the window, which is pretty insane. It's almost as bad as the candles. Yes. Like if you are in your secret lair that's they, in the same building yes. as everyone sleeping. Including the dean. Including the dean. The fake dean who's actually just a, yeah, she's, a, just a she's just a student. Which they they must know, which is why they're taking this chance. Even so, like I think I would be annoyed as a co oh, of course of course you would be annoyed yeah that's so a co-student a co-student <laughs> a fellow student a peer i think a peer would be annoyed or i'm sure there are peers they don't want to know about the secret liquor cache. oh totally because there's some fucking narcs there's some at narcs that and i know that those people can hear when you scream at night yeah so okay so they scream at night they bond it's very cute uh, and then Maria comes, comes to, visit. to visit that night because that... liz is still drunk no i think liz says it's a few days later so is she drinking like every night? Yes. Or does she still smell like liquor from a couple no, days ago? She's drinking because <laughs> okay. I because the other night it was like they snuck out late at night to go. Yeah. This is she's like in bed reading a book, like she's studying. Okay. Okay. So I think that she just drank in the afternoon. She's acting like she's at college. Yeah. Totally. Which. Good for yeah. Her. Good for her. It's a great time. Um. Uh, and then she Liz brings Maria up to that uh drinking room so yes. they can continue to or. So that she can keep drinking. Yep. Because she needs it now. <laughs> <laughs> and they're both just like, yep, great not to be around alien stuff. Yeah. And then Liz falls asleep. And she's woken with a start because she realizes Max, Max is Evans dead. is dead. <laughs> okay. Flip, now, flip yeah. to the alien storyline, which is so intense. So Michael's working at his security job yep. with Martin Starr. Yep. Whose character has a name, but he's Martin Monk. Starr. Monk. Um. And it's just the two of them working now. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Used to be a bunch of them working at one time. Bunch of cuts. Now it's just the two. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, they uh, have boring evenings until one night. Yes. When um, there is some sort of intruder on the premises. Uh, and Michael and Martin Starr get separated. Um, and Martin Starr is shot and killed. Yes. And, and Michael, being Michael and not Max, is unable to right. save his friend. Just holds his friend as he dies. Yeah. Very sad, and very shocking because we don't get a lot of. There's not a lot of life and death. Murder. Yeah, like sometimes people die, but it's very rarely somebody that we care about or we know who has a name. Right. I mean, like last time that happened, it was Alex. Oh, that doesn't get brought up, but yeah, I guess that's true. Um. So. This is what, and uh, so then Michael gets uh, sort of interviewed by the Medichem people, yes. including Morgan Fairchild, mm-hmm. um, who, had we met that character before? No, we've never okay. seen her before. Okay, this, this is brand new. Brand new. Um, and 
it's uh, her presence is so strong on this show yes. that like it elicited an involuntary laugh out of me, where I was just yeah. like, "Whoa!" <laughs> like she is committed. Yeah, she is so hard committed. I really, really like it on this show when like a fucking real ass actor just yeah. like appears, right. and you're like, "Oh my god, Jonathan Frakes!" Like what? <laughs> just comes in here and like owns it. Um, it's very cool to see. Yes. Um, and, uh, so he, he's like, I want to help out like the, the cops and they're like, no, 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 this, this is fine. You don't need to go to the cops. The idea, he witnessed the shooter running away and held yeah. the man as he died. And they're like, the cops don't, cops don't, cops don't, don't need, need to talk to, to you. Like, they don't need to talk to you. Um, so that's when he goes over to the Valentes and yes. is like, yeah, yeah, Kyle, I don't, <laughs> I don't need you. Kyle's like, I'm so sorry. And he's like, I don't even want to hear your sorries. Right. Which like, come on. Poor Kyle. Poor Kyle. Um, and, uh, so he's like, uh, Jim Valenti, I, I, I need your help. Um, and so he gets Jim Valenti a job or yep. Jim Valenti gets himself the job. Yeah. But essentially Jim Valenti goes undercover at Medicam as a security officer and immediately susses out that the break So fast. So fast. Yes, he susses this out. That the break-in happened from the inside. The, the fraudulent break-in. It was a fraudulent, no one broke in. Someone from the inside wanted to look like someone broke in. Yes. And uh, so Valenti and uh, Michael then start just like fucking investigating. They yes. just go like whole hog on this thing. Yeah. Um, and they break into this lab where, yeah, they've been studying Michael's blood. Yep. They've been collecting all the like artifacts from the events of the last three years, yep. including uh, Liz's blood stained dress mm-hmm. and just like any other piece of ephemera you could imagine from their lives yep. over the course of this show. Um, they're studying aliens. And uh, in something that we saw earlier, they are injecting someone with alien yes. something. Um, and uh, the how do they? Is this where they they captured Jim? Yes, uh, Michael sneaks out, mm-hmm. and then Jim gets captured. Right, he never makes it home. He never makes it home. Right, and we discover this because that Kyle is like, "Hey, my dad never came home last night." Right, but the at that point, the aliens are already meeting on this. Right, so. All alien, all three aliens yeah. together. Isabel's back. Isabel's back. Um, they are united in purpose. Um, where they're like, we're gonna go. These fuckers know everything about us. Um, we're in danger. Uh, so we need to work up a plan and storm this place yeah. and also stay save Jim Valenti. Yes. Um, which they basically do, right? Like, or mm-hmm. they they get. Uh, so it's. Uh, Isabel and uh, Michael are sort of like back in the control room or like fucking around elsewhere. Um, And Max finds Jim Valenti. um, And, uh, but Valenti is, oh yeah. And so they like make a break for it. Yep. uh, And they're running and Valenti gets fucking gunned down. He does get gunned down. Bang, bang, bang. Yep. You gasped. I know. Even though I knew it was coming. (laughs) But it's still, it's shocking. It is very shocking. Um, He's a sweet man. You don't want him to get shot. You don't want him to get shot. And if he was with anyone other than Max, he wouldn't have died. Yeah. But luckily, Max has the power. The power to heal him. Yeah. He doesn't, have, he doesn't say to him, by the way, this really fucked up Liz. I mean, what, what, what other choice do <laughs> you have? Right? Like, it's either get fucked up eventually or yeah. die right now. Um, and so he saves Valenti. And that's exactly what. That was the point. The point. Yes. Morgan Fairchild wanted to see who the healer was, and she's like, it's Max. She's You're like, the I've healer. been on the trail of the healer because I knew about Liz getting shot, which I don't know how you know about that unless you either talk to those crazy convention people. Right. Or you 
have FBI connections. I mean, it really is like, how does just she know that? Like, yeah. right? Like, yeah. I mean, maybe she talked to the convention people, but like, it. She said it like it was a news story. Yes. Because the other thing that happened that she glommed onto mm-hmm. was all the cancer kids getting saved. Wild. I thought we I were know, never going to talk about that ever again. I mean, I not you and I, of course. <laughs> no, we talk about it often. Yeah. Um. But yes, it came back. It and came there are back. Consequences. Yeah. Like a lot of, I feel like this final arc is Max faces some consequences for choices that he made. Take some notes, Roswell, New Mexico. I mean, he does melt into dust, so. <laughs> True. <laughs> That's some consequence. But so then we see uh, the the whole reason that Morgan Fairchild is yep. arranging this thing where she has two people shot, one yes. killed, um, is that she's got uh, an old ass husband who is uh, going to die yep. from being an old ass husband. Yep. Um, and Max is like, I don't think I can heal someone from well, old age. Well, and he's tried to do natural causes. That's right. He tried that's it right. with Grandma Claudia. Right. Which is a way, a real old callback, but he he cannot save you if you're supposed to die. So, or maybe he can, because he tries, mm-hmm. and like he tries, like it's the yeah. most effort we've seen. Max exert but from alien power. But it also doesn't look like... It doesn't look right. It doesn't look right. right. There's like this yellow glowing. There's the... It does not look like what we've seen when he saved people before. And Max is rapidly aging as this is happening. Yes, it's really upsetting. And it's not really clear that it's having a positive effect on uh, old husband. Yeah, old... I mean, he can stand up at the end. He jumps out of the chair and like throws his like breathing mask yeah. off uh, at the end. But like... It, that feels like a, a switch that's flipped. Like, yeah. we don't see him get better. He right. just suddenly is uh, active in this one very specific dimension that we see. Um, and so, like, uh, Max falls to the ground, uh, covered in old age makeup. Yeah, very old looking. <laughs> Which is funny, because we've seen what he looks like 20 years from then. Right. He still looks pretty much the same. He still looks almost exactly <laughs> the same, yeah. But, uh, you know, in another 20 years or I whatever. I think he's going to be the same, but uh, maybe gonna with He's going to be a cutie patootie all the time. He's... I don't see him ever looking like that. No, never. I mean, yeah. Um, but fire also bursts out of his body in yep. like a, a cool like spoke pattern. Yes, which is um, cool. And like this giant wheel of fire around him. Uh, and uh, everyone, you know, bails yep. uh, except for Jim Valenti. Solid guy. Yep. Uh, and he's like crawling his way towards Max. Oh, through the fire. He's such through, a hero. Through the fire. Yeah, he's a hero. <laughs> uh, and then Max disintegrates yep falls apart into dust and that's when liz wakes up and says max is dead yep crazy crazy <laughs> i think i told you because we were talking about the upcoming episodes like i can't remember if there's any cliffhangers <laughs> um i know we never do this because uh you know, I could just look and see, well, you know, if if um, Jason Bear is in the final episodes of, of, yeah. of the series. Um, but we never talk about, like, what I think is going to happen. Yeah, or, like, I'd love to hear what, what you if, think is going to happen. I don't know. Like, it's, uh, I respect the show a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I kind of want to believe that, like, Max is gone. But I also don't know how the show can keep going without Max. Don't tell me anything. anything. (laughs) I just, it's a, um, we've seen Jason Bear play so many different like versions of that character that like, I'm not, even if that Max is dead. Yeah. 
which I'm willing to believe that that Max is dead, that there's like another version of Max somewhere, somehow that could step in. I don't know. I don't know. I have, I have no theories, uh, yeah. but it's like, it's an exciting uh, place to be in where I'm like, maybe that character's just dead. Yeah. You don't have to confirm anything. <laughs> All right. Let's watch another version of Max that has died. Come oh, back. so many times. Lost, lost all his powers. Plus Jones. This was like a holodeck episode. What does that mean? Like in Star Trek The Next Generation when they would spend most of an episode inside like the holodeck and like something went wrong with it and they just like had uh, like period or genre adventure inside. Yeah. yeah. Or like original Roswell did it with uh, 19 with the crash. Yes. They did a flashback to the crash. Yes. Um, I think there are elements. Here's the thing. I don't want to complain too much about this episode because they did what we said. Slow down. Slow down. one episode plot and right. just did that episode plot. And like degree of difficulty here, pretty high. They're doing like a high concept, yep. like abstract thing where like they're killing all the main characters kind of like over and over again, yep. which is always going to be exciting to see in a yes. TV show. Like that's, we just like react to it. Sure. And then like they're uh, like innovative and trippy about like how they're representing that too. Cause there's like the moment where um, uh, Rosa's uh, throat gets slit and Papa Orteco also like dies at the yeah. same time. Like they, they do some like cool, weird things. Strange deployment of Allie Myers. I don't mind it. You don't mind it. Okay. Because I don't know. I think this was a more compelling because, like I said before, I was really hoping to get a Liz on Liz scene. Yes. I don't know as they've set up Ali Myers so far in the story. I don't know that I would have enjoyed. I don't know that regular world Ali Myers and Liz they're just gonna gobbledygook at each other. Yeah, yeah, like, that's in, true. In real life, like so, right. this at least let them talk about emotional stakes and true. It true. let Sherry Appleby play her little cow, like right. Well, and I like I liked her identifying girl. herself as the old sheriff. Yeah, like there, there, there's something very nice about that. I just made me wish that like we'd spent any time with Allie before this. I mean, I've always wished we could spend more time right. with her. Yeah, so but yeah, I so don't, that's, yeah, a, that's but, a, a constant complaint. Yeah, but I don't I don't know. I didn't feel like it was like and the show explained it, but like when Heath showed up and Heath and Rosa are all of a sudden talking, I felt like I missed something. Yeah, totally. Like we skipped some steps. Whereas I didn't feel like we skipped steps with seeing Allie. Right. Like it didn't seem out of line with the characterizations we'd seen before, and she was a dream version, so Right, so there's not like any yeah. characterization there that matters. Yeah, it's and, but I mean, th- this was also true of like her appearance at the end of the previous season. That like the only reason we care about this is because it's Sherry Appleby. Yes, and the actress has a lot of charisma and is really like yeah, totally, totally. So like, it's hard to know if I would care about her if it wasn't Sherry Appleby. Right, but I mean, it's it's hard to yeah talk about a counterfactual, but because it. I think it does work both as a stunt casting and as a performance. Yes. Yeah, totally. But like, yeah, if it was Katie Holmes. Yeah. The, yeah. Like, like it was what, just what like what a random. Yes, yeah, exactly. Like a random actress. Then her being the old sheriff wouldn't mean anything. Mean anything. Right, yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, I. <sighs> how, to t- how to talk about this episode. 
So Liz, Liz has been dosed with the alien yes, gas. Yes, the and alien that's, mist. That's literally all we see in the the previously on. Yep. It's just like that last scene between Shivani and uh, and Liz. Um, and right in the beginning, we get all of our characters together in one room. Yep. And they're all addressing the problem. The problem of uh, Liz is going through something, like her yep. body is shutting down. Which, cool. Great to see everyone in the same room yep. focused on the same thing. Mind you, Alex and Kyle aren't there. Alex, Kyle, Dallas. Dallas. Yeah, Bonnie. Right. I mean, not that Bonnie's that important, but... Clyde, not there either. Yeah, Tesca, Tesca, also not there. <laughs> um, but uh, And then Heath shows up mm-hmm. to be like, by the way, I'm here too. And uh, I'm going to med school. And I'm going to med school, so now my skill set is uh, applicable, relevant to what's yeah. happening here. Um, and so in the real world, they're working on whatever science-y bullshit yeah. to uh, try and help Liz. Um, but Isabel and Max go into Liz's mindscape yes. to try and help her through whatever's going on. Or just to identify. They kind of set it up as like, who's oh, yeah. the one person who could figure this out? It's Liz. Right. So Liz is the one we need advice from, so let's go to her mindscape because right. that's the only way to communicate with her. Right. They don't even really think that there's a problem inside her mindscape no, to solve. No, not right. at all. They're just like, Liz is going to give us advice of how to help Liz. The only person who could help Liz is Liz. Once inside the mindscape. Yeah, it's a weird, like they're at the Wild Pony, which looks pretty much like the Wild Pony. Right, but it's also Old West Wild Pony. Is it that different? No, I didn't it's think hard it looks tell. that different. I mean, so here, here's, here's a thing that is true, is that not only does Roswell look enough like an Old West town yeah. anyway, um, but the show, the regular dialogue in the show is written in like an elevated, weird way as yeah. it is. So I can't, I had a hard time telling when they were like doing genre stuff yeah. in the mindscape as distinct from like what the dialogue always sounds like. Well, especially because... We have multiple fish out of waters. Yes. We have Max, Isabel, and then Liz. Right. Are all commenting on the things they're experiencing as they experience them, which is exactly how they act in real life. Yes. So, like, they're making <laughs> Westerns references. They're doing yes. all this. Whereas it was easier, I think, that when we had, like, you know, Michael and Maria in a like, when we had more of the people who live in this alternate universe. Yes interacting for it to feel like an alternate universe yes totally and for the for them to be like uh kind of dead-eyed when yeah. liz is like all i need to do is wake up and everyone's like mm-hmm. <laughs> um but isabel gets kicked out of this dreamscape real quick yeah she gets shot she gets shot by clyde boom out um and uh dark liz mm-hmm. um villain liz uh lassos max and ties him up and drags him away, which yeah. would normally hurt someone very deeply. That's how they, I mean, that's a way that people were killed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that it, but he has not a scratch on him. No, he's fine. He does not seem like someone who was just tortured. But I mean, you know, that could be a function of, and good Liz says this to bad Liz, is that she doesn't want to hurt Max either. No, but she does. We watch her grab him off his feet yeah, in a lasso true. and drag that's... him behind her horse. Yeah, but it's like, all in a dream. <laughs> I guess, but that was like a very aggressive yeah, 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 yeah. move. It's one thing to like drag him behind the horse where he's stumbling, walking, and like maybe you're making him walk faster than he would normally walk and like, right. sure. Right. No, she, he's she being dragged him, yeah. along the ground. But like that's the vocabulary of this whole dreamscape sequence, though. Yeah. It's like hyper violence, right? Because right, they... but it usually has consequences. For every single other time that we see the hyper violence, the person is then injured or dead. 
Whereas right. we see this with the exception of uh, Clyde, who gets back up. Just over yeah, and he's over a Terminator. Again. Right. He's not. Yeah. Right. But I wouldn't say that his rules would apply to Max. No, it's hard to say what the rules of anything in this. Yeah. are a problem. Right. Um, because when there needs to be a hard and fast rule, a character will just state it. Yeah. Uh, like they just know it with certainty. Um, uh, and. But I also don't know that they're consistent, the the rules yeah. that we get. So anyway, it all, all of which is to say that, like, we don't think those rules would apply to Max, but, like... Well, he's just... Right now, he's the... I mean, other than a villain who they explain why he comes back, there's no other reason why he has no injuries from being dragged behind a horse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I think would literally kill you. Yeah, I think like, so, too. Like, that's how you die. That's yeah. not... You don't, like... You don't then, come back from that one. You no, know, you don't walk around the next day just fine. You have broken ribs, you have broken bones, you have road rash. Yep. Like it it was weird. I mean, I guess it it did get my attention when they did it. Yeah. But it But it, it proceeded without consequences. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and you know, just it's all of this is so strange because like there's this scene where Sheriff Liz uh, is not actually playing in a, a poker game, more like observing a, a poker game between Michael and Clyde. Right. Um, and it's like she she says like if if Michael wins, you tell me where uh where Max is. Right. Doesn't offer anything in return. Um, and then the well, she offers a ring. She, yeah, that's right. She offers the ring, or he asks for the ring. Whatever. Right. Right. But the it's ring in her pocket, is the stakes. Right. Um, and then the hand of poker just plays out mm-hmm. in like the least. It was just so strange that it like it was set up as like a high stakes hand of poker, and yeah. then it just sort of like, like why does why does Michael win that hand? You mean like poker reasons why? I mean like he why... had three jacks. The other no, I understand. Had I understand. Fives. He just had the better hand. <laughs> but like, what do we learn about the characters from that? Like nothing, nothing. except that we got to the exercise of doing. Of gambling Wild West the, poker. Right, right, right. Yes, exactly. And I think it was also a way for us to get the ring in the mix. Right. Of course, Liz thinks the ring means family. She doesn't put together that the ring that she refused a proposal from Max from right, right, might have right. something to do with her refusing the proposal. She's like, oh, it's for my abuela. It's, it means family. But all of this, like, that she eventually puts together after talking yeah. to Allie a couple times, um, n- like, kind of posits that there is a war going on inside Liz Ortega. Right. Uh, between uh, the, like, dark version of her that wants to embrace this alien, this alien gas serum thing yeah. and whatever powers that bestows upon her and sort of regular Liz, like, conservative Liz that right. doesn't want to take chances and, like, do alien stuff. But I don't know that she's conservative so much as she's willing to prioritize happily ever after with Max over these larger concerns. But okay, so but that's my question though, is that the the Liz that we're following, is she willing to prioritize happily ever after? She that's what she needs to come to term with terms with, right? Yeah. I guess so. I mean, for first of all, uh I don't buy that there's like a split in like the Liz Ortega personality like this is the first time we're really being presented with there are two Liz's inside of Liz I guess I think that there's Liz's instincts like the remember when she dumped her boy her fiance by just like leaving town 
Yes. Because she got freaked out. Right. And like, she can be pretty cutthroat. Yeah. And pretty like, and pretty ambitious with her science. Right. Like when she doesn't console her friend Maria about yeah. her mother dying and instead it's just be, like right to the science. She can be very ambitious with her science and her belief that she's the savior or that she can be the savior, which is not the same as being a partner to Max. So which one of them is represented by which version of Liz? I would say the evil Liz, which I don't think is evil. Right. But the like, let's, the villain. let's live. Let, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's soak up this. Uh, alien, alien gas. Alien gas. Let's soak up this alien gas and use it to make ourselves more powerful, so that we can protect the people we love. I think that's in her. Yeah, that's one of the things that we complain about it with Max. He doesn't have that. Right. He has no instinct. He took away his powers right during the time where a bunch of aliens were coming to kill them. And while he, everyone is also telling him this too. <laughs> yeah. He has no, I mean, he's a, he's a cop. So I guess on some level he must care about protecting people, blah, 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 blah. But not really like he, and he, and he had alien powers and never helped anyone with his alien powers. Right. Ever. He didn't use them to solve crimes. He didn't use them to prevent crimes. He didn't use them to heal people when they were hurt. He didn't do any, he didn't do anything with his powers. Right. Whereas Liz always uses the power she has to protect people, especially her family. Yeah, which and that like certainty with which she's always doing that makes me feel like there is not really a divide within the character. I here's I would say that I was into it until the reveal for, in, mul- for multiple reasons. Which reveal? The, the reveal that evil Liz is in charge. Now. Sure, sure, sure. Because give me I'm your with you that there. Okay, one reason I I love Janine Mason. I think she's oh she's an incredible. Amazing actress. Yes, she learned that trick with her fingers yes. for this episode yes this is not and i wasn't that... sure at first because the the first shot that they show of it is like close up on Pretty just good. the fingers yeah but then like later you see like oh she, no she's she doing just it. she's this. doing it yeah I, I feel like in a week i could learn how to do it this well sure it's not that uh, it is not that cool looking when she does it right it's, it's probably clumsy. the least cool yeah. thing she's done in four seasons which is a that's a she's done a lot of things yeah yeah but so, okay, that's one reason I didn't like the reveal because it was part of this whole thing that they seeded the whole time that was never was really was barely went. happening. Yeah, yeah, it didn't land for me at any time. Second is what you're saying is it's not really a different Liz. I liked the, I thought Liz shot Max. Yeah. I thought that she said, fuck this. I'm killing Max so that Max can, I'm saving Max. Right. And I am going to accept the reality, which is that we've got this air gas situation so i'm gonna come out of it right but I, and i'm I gonna thought, unite myself yes, yes i'll unite myself and kill max or not kill max but save max but you know what i'm saying right. shoot max in the in eject him from the yes eject him that's what i thought happened and i was very satisfied with that narratively right but then it goes back and it turns out instead she just shot into the air she shot into the air and then and then the badge moves from her hip to dark Liz's... So she surrendered. I guess. I mean, that's what's implied, right? It right. By the badge moving. And then I guess bad Liz shot Max? I don't even know we'll if bad her- Liz did anything. Then how did Max get ejected? I don't know. I guess 
I guess bad Liz could just say Max is ejected and he would be ejected. I mean, it, she was holding yes. him, whatever. So she, but could this, just, I mean, this is one of those things where it's like, uh, the rules don't matter. Like, they, well, I think they've said she was holding him. Sure. Okay. So she would have the power to like, to let him, him go. Sure. And all of this is revealed in the end by seeing meat space Liz doing the, the trick doing with the a trick. coin. Which, okay. I, but like, I'm, here's the thing. Love Jean Mason. Can't wait to watch her act this act this double thing. Oh, I like mean, I'm excited to see her yeah. play play against. You know, she gonna act weird. Is or is Maria gonna notice? Is there gonna be like I'm I'm into right what this right. does for a story level, but it wasn't as yeah, it wasn't as narratively satisfying to me as again. And I know it's what I always do with the show. I have a thing in my head, but when I thought that. Liz said, I'm going to save everyone and shot Max and said, I'm going to accept the mist and figure out how to save everyone. Right. I liked that version of Liz more than shoots in the air. Right. Well, and like if the, if the villain Liz had more in common with the Shivani that we saw in the previous episode of like having that kind of like coked up energy of like, we can control that, you know, like, but like she was just played so like even and like, the characters didn't seem that different to me. Here's another bad Liz moment, but this more just made me want to be over Max because I think I'm just over Max. Yeah. When bad Liz is saying how Liz is given up, Liz would have a, she essentially says, Liz would have a Nobel Prize if she wasn't tied down to your right. sorry ass. And Max's response is, you love me? All the he Max- doesn't process what she's saying because what she's saying is true. Right, right. That, well, and then yeah. he, being with her, she's been working yes. as a substitute uh, uh, GED. GED teacher, right? Instead of a scientist, right? That's what it that's instead of being on the cutting edge of science, being creating new discoveries and pushing the envelope, and all of the things that she's dreamed of that were separate from you have all been curtailed to be with you, right? And your and response to this is, You love, you me? love me, yeah. I just wish all of that was more from Liz, from yeah, Dark Liz, from re- yeah. more explicit, more aggressive. Of like, you think she should have gone harder at him? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I, I think I like. I want that character to be arch. Like, I yeah. want her to be. I want it to be a tough hang that we like recognize as like that's all true. Everything she's saying is right, and like it makes her a villain. Yeah, you know, right? She's almost not really villainous enough. She's not really villainous enough. She's almost just like another aspect of a character that we like. Yeah. Yeah. I. I again, I want to say that I'm so excited that we had an episode that was all yeah, about totally, one thing. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yes. That they and they tried it and they did different things with it and they played with it. I do think it's funny, and I understand that they part of it is the cast that they get. So. No Kyle, so Kyle's a horse. Right. Amazing. Sanders is part of Liz's extended family. Yeah. Sanders? Sanders. Come on. When has Liz ever talked to Sanders? I think never, but she identifies him as grit. <laughs> yeah, she calls him grit. Ma- Michael is fire. Sanders is grit. Maria is heart. heart. Oh, Heath is brains. Okay. Fine. <laughs> Kyle's the horse. What are you gonna do? Well, and her father is um, like compassion or something, something like, that? like that. Something like that. Something like that. 
and it's I always did nice like to see Deputy, him in Deputy Machete. That was a oh, fun come on, that's runner. good, that's good, that's like, cute. That was fun. I liked Ro- I liked all three of them being in the sheriff business. Yeah, like that was cute. Like, right. There was a lot of fun things. I thought, um, I, Maria sang Angel from Montgomery, which is literally one of my favorite songs. Yeah. So that was great to hear. I would have wished we could have heard the whole song. Yeah. Um. I mean, we didn't have to stop the whole episode to watch the song, but. I w- we could have had all the verses under playing other scenes. Um, um, what was the, uh, the there was some like uh, '90s uh, like grunge song that was being was done. It, it in, wasn't like, Nirvana, old... was it? No, it wasn't Nirvana, but it was something like that. Yeah, done all done like all honky tonk style. Mm-hmm. Made I, me think like we I were in an episode of uh, Westworld for a second. It did have that kind of vibe, and maybe there were that was insp- maybe that inspired some yeah, of this. Yeah, maybe. Um, but yeah, I. I think you're right. I think Dark Liz could have been more arch. And it would have created more of a contrast between them. And just also would have felt more true to the like genre thing that they were doing. Right. To have like the big mustache. Well, I mean, they kind of had it both ways. Right. Because they had Clyde. So they did have the evil villain who has the, you know, shootout on the. The high noon style shootout or whatever. Yeah, uh, but like that would also be more meaningful if we gave a shit about Clyde. Yeah, no, he's just he could, he's faceless. He could be anyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and we you said the word out loud, which totally made me want it the whole time. But that it could be Noah. Oh man, if it was it fucking Noah, it would have been so good. Even if, and I I wouldn't ask this of the actor because it would be too much for him to have to do or whatever. But even if the, one of the Clydes was Noah. Yeah, that's because that villain role is just the thing that keeps coming. Yes, that that never stops. She's always going to have a villain of the month. There's always going to be somebody coming after her people. So like, yeah. So if it was Noah once, if it was uh, um, uh, Alex's dad at one point. Yes. Oh, that would have been so. How cool would that have been? That would have been really fun. I mean, one of them would also have to be Jones, which would be confusing. But you know, what are you going to (laughs) do? Shoot him really quick. Shoot him real quick. (laughs) Quick Jones. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like that they. It's, and now again we're pitching other I know, ways I know to we keep show. doing it. <laughs> um but yeah, so once you said Noah though, I was like, I want it to be Noah, but it was Clyde. Um Yeah. But, you know, like the episode does start to like promise like seeing Heath again. Yeah. Uh is like that that's a thing where it's like, oh no, we 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 are reaching back into mm-hmm. that. Like that we're just one more step away from <laughs> From getting Forrest and uh, I don't think it's uh, gonna happen. Gregory Maine's back. I don't think we're gonna see them, but maybe. Maybe. Um, we also we get references to things like the Merlot and Morissette. Yeah, but that that's how she thinks. That's how she processes them. Like so, the show I think in it's reaching back. Is reaching back and is being true to the spirit of the show. And I think I wasn't sure where they were where exactly they were going mm-hmm. with um, like the big secret that Liz couldn't face. And I think, I think I like it, but I also don't feel like it was that buried that deep. No, I don't think so either. Cause it's kind of what she said. Yeah. Like well, and this is the problem with having characters that are always too self-aware. Yeah. Is that they can't have then any revelations about themselves because right. they are already know all the things that are wrong about them. I guess the deep thing that she didn't want to face is that... She has a fear of failure? She, that she, that it will be her fault that everything will fall. That everything... She'll lose everything that she... She'll lose her perfect life and that she won't be strong enough to 
protect it. Which, okay. But that you're you're right. That is the, all the thing that she's already been saying. She kind That's of the thing it. that she was chiding Max about. She sort of said it like, Max, you won't be able to save us. Right. When in reality, it's more that she won't be able to save us. Yeah. So maybe that's the thing is that she's admitting her own weakness, which she doesn't usually admit. She's usually. Yeah, pretty confident and together. And capable and like very capable in every situation. So like maybe that's the like knife turn for her. The thing that she didn't want to face is that she, that it could have, not only that she could lose, but that she would come up short. But even that. Even, yeah, even that. Like I said, it wasn't as big a revelation as I guess I was anticipating. Um, yeah. I thought if she was going to admit that she hadn't given up science and that she wasn't really willing to commit to it, Max. Yeah. But maybe she's I'm feeling anti-Max right now. But that's what I thought the reveal was going to be. Or like what I, what I was feeling was that she was going to admit to evil Liz. Yeah. That, that she didn't, that she needed to get rid of him. Or that she wasn't, the reason she said no to marry him is she's not sure that that's what she wants for her future. Yeah. She's not really willing to settle down in Roswell, New Mexico and never, and not do science. Right. Whereas the, sh- I don't think the show is as over this relationship as I <laughs> <laughs> The show can't imagine that she wouldn't want to, she wouldn't <sighs> choose Max or everything else. I'm like, no. She's but the really show has good. seen all the things we've seen. I know, but somehow, <laughs> somehow the show knows better. <laughs> No, of course the show knows better, but somehow the show... The show knows the, different. The show believes in Echo. That's their ship name. Um, the show believes in it, and I have... I think it's this... Max choosing to give up his powers during an alien conflict. I've lost so much respect for him. Yeah, as a, it's, it's tough. As a man, as a partner, uh-huh. as a Protagonist brother, on a TV a show about aliens. A show about aliens. <laughs> Like it's just so dis like and again because like what what does that week. what does that mean for him to not have powers? How does that make his life better? How does it make his life any different? It's kind of hard to say. I mean, it takes say. away the pressure that he sh- of what he should be doing, which is helping people with his powers. <laughs> but like, I guess that did come back to bite original original Roswell Max in the ass when he cured those cancer kids. See, now so- he's dead. So yeah, it could kill him. At least him. temporarily. <laughs> and I get, and we talked about it last week, and I don't think the show's going to do it because they've already had him say it, but he, feel, he likes feeling normal. So it could be a deep-seated drive that he's always had to feel normal, but I think we need to see it instead of say it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you make of uh, Rosa's new powers? Ability to bend sound waves? It's going to mean something to somebody at some point. It's got to. I mean, right now it is. I liked that the show acknowledged like this is. Kinda, yeah, don't know how this is going to be relevant. Yeah, don't know how this is going to be anything, but it will. So, but if it keeps Rosa on the board, like I hope Rosa stays in town for the rest. Oh yeah, of the me season. too. Me too. Like I love Rosa. Yeah, um, she's the best. And if Rosa and Heath want to make kissy face, that's fine. I don't yeah, care. it's it's okay. Although, like Heath made kissy faces at Liz before, so you can never date another sister. I, I mean, I guess you can. Did they sleep together? They did. They did they? sleep together. I think. Yeah. I mean, hard hard to blame Heath though. Like she's the Ortega babe. sisters she's are awesome. babes. They're both babes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it would be a little, but that's the other thing. Liz is so wifed up with Max that that's I true. don't know that Liz would. I think Heath would be mad how little Liz would care. 
Yeah, totally. He would be like, did you tell your sister? Is she mad at me? Do we have to talk about it? We're like, uh, you know, I did tell her and she didn't say anything. She said, oh, cool. Oh, she must be keeping it inside. <laughs> I don't think she is. She <laughs> seemed to genuinely not give a shit. No, when I go see her, I'm going to wear a catcher's mask so she doesn't punch me in the face. Okay, Heath. Okay, Heath. Do you, do you need me to go get you a mask? Or you, is that something you just have? No, I've got one. Okay. All right. Well, good luck, I guess. <laughs> Um, and then I do like that. I mean, I do. It's a little weird that Michael takes so much convincing to help. Yes. Cause. Cause what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> if you're not going to right now, you have two choices. You can jump in a sinkhole right. to save Alex, which we have no idea if that will work. Mm-mm. Or you can help with the task at hand. And then get everyone to jump into the pit with you. Exactly. Or figure out how. Whatever you're supposed to do. Yeah. And honestly, like, they're not wrong that Liz is the smartest one. Yeah. So getting Liz back on her feet will help everyone with all of their problems. She's the smartest one and has access to all of Shivani's resources. Great point. Like. Because we can't trust Deep Sky right now. I mean, we never no. could. But like. Even though it seems like that's where they're doing all of this. That's where they're alien he, medicine. Yeah, that's stuff. where they're doing the alien medicine. But I, I don't know that a- Michael should look to Deep Sky to help him find Alex. No, definitely. I not. feel like Shivani's fringe mm-hmm. science might be the way in. And again, you want Liz on your team, so yeah, yeah helpless. So it takes him a lot. But I do like that the show acknowledges while we're focusing on one plot at a time. There is other plot. It is very important. Nobody's pretending it isn't important. Right. Like there's a whole conversation between Michael and Maria where they just talk about how. Okay, we focused on that thing, but that doesn't mean that we're not desperately hoping to find Alex and Dallas safe as soon as possible. Right. I did think it was funny, and I think I said something out loud when it happened, but that Heath is like, I can't stay in town while Dallas is missing? No, he was saying he can't go back to being, back to medical school while Dallas is missing. Isn't that what he said? He says the opposite. She's like, you're going to stick around, and he's like, I can't while Dallas is missing. I thought he's. Well, I thought she said, "Are you going back?" And he said, "I can't while Dallas is missing." That would have made sense. <laughs> That's what I would have expected. But I, we'll see if he's here next week. But I think essentially what was said is, "Don't expect to see Heath next week, but you'll see Rosa next week." Because Rosa can stay an extra week because she has art. Because she's school, done so she's filming st- Prey. Yes, but right. She they she says I can do Zoom art classes, not unlike med school. Right. So Heath is going back. Yeah, yeah. That is what that means. But he did say, like, the reason he was, like, he said it as if the two things were causally related, when in fact, they're like opposites. opposites. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe being in town would be too stressful for him because Dallas is missing. I think that's what the show is trying to sell us. That doesn't make any goddamn sense. Yeah. This man, this man, like, remember he stalked Liz to help save Dallas? Yeah. He's Dallas and he are best friends best for friends. life. Yes. So doesn't make any sense. You can't convince unless and again, I want to rewrite the show. I want to rewrite the show. Heath has a lead on sinkholes that he's investigating at his med school classes. So he's going to go do that in New York. So he can help Dallas okay, in his own okay. way. Instead sure, of sure. leave town while your best friend is missing. Your I mean, brother? Hon- honestly, the, the fact that he's reintroduced here 
about not the Dallas story is so fucking confusing. Like, and they even yeah. have to establish like, oh, he's in med school now. Like, it's too many steps. And, you know, for whatever reason, they didn't have access to Kyle. Yeah. Um, But like, th- that just should have been Kyle. It could have been Kyle, but I like the idea that Rosa is working on herself. I like the idea I like that, that the too. version of Rosa that we saw mm-hmm. is just one facet of her New York life. I like that, that she too. hasn't really put aside all the stuff. But like, uh, uh, Heath has been working. He's always been working on alien stuff, yeah. right? Um, the just like tweak here is that it's like, oh, alien plus it's uh, med school, so he can like be a doctor to well, this alien. He couldn't alien. be a scientist anymore. Remember, he got like fired. Yeah, but you can get another science job, right? I think that he got black. I think you that can't was be the- like disbarred from science. No, can but you? I believe he was like blackballed. I think that was his whole mm. thing. He's like, I failed again. Mm. Remember, he failed out of college or something, and then he failed. Oh, at- he, that's right. He did fail out. And of remember, college. he was like running through this. He was just like living in a car. <laughs> he he hit bottom. That's right. He did. He did hit bottom. That's so, right. So, I mean, Shivani could hire him, but he hit bottom. So. And why wouldn't Shivani have tried to hire him? And he knows the, about okay, alien and stuff. And if the world was like a free place where you could have cameos in any episode for any actor and you didn't have to worry about anything like that and you didn't yeah, shoot like yeah. in Santa Fe or something where you'd have to fly him in. Right. It would have been so cool as a end of the Rosa in New York episode of like her doing something weird alien-y with Heath and him be like, did you tell Liz? Yeah, and, and being like, like she's I, not ready to hear about it yet. Yeah. yeah. And just tease us about it. But I understand why like, they can't. Bro, she doesn't even remember you. <laughs> <laughs> Did Liz ask about me? Did she? No, of course not. <laughs> ask me how many but times your I name has come up since you left. Ask me how many times. I think it would have been fun to, t- I mean, it yeah. was fun to be like, why are Rosa and Heath hugging too? But I think it would have been fun to have that teased of like Rosa's yes. secret alien activities. Um, but I understand why that isn't feasible given reality. Uh, what else do we got in this episode? <sighs> Gotta say, a couple weird lines coming out of Maria's mouth, especially early in the episode. Wait, as Maria or as the barkeep? As Maria, Maria. Her, like, there's, uh, you know, some moment where, uh, Heath is like, uh, this, you know, normally this would work this way. And I believe her line is, but nothing's ever normal in Roswell. Yeah, she kind of gets saddled with it. I felt like they give her the lines that are hard to say and see yeah. if she can pull it off. And she usually does. I don't think she did it this time. Yeah, it worked for me. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, it worked for me as like her role in this because she isn't the expert on anything. No. It, is, it was funny when she said that she was going to go work on her powers. Yeah. And you and I both were like... What power is she? Oh, I guess she hears Alex. She hears Alex, but that I think that's that an, Alex like an Alex power. power. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what her powers are, but we'll find out. I think. I guess that's the other thing is I was had maybe more patience for Maria in this episode because they used her to do less exposition and more like relational. Yeah, that's stuff, a good point. Which and I that's what I care about so much more. Yeah. Um, like you know her little conversation with Isabel, where Isabel admits the sex was fantastic and she got scared with Kyle and all this stuff, which I feel like we're going Kyle Isabel endgame. I think you're probably right. Um, I mean, endgame. We're of so this close season. to endgame, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> endgame of this season, which right. may, unless, may or may not have been the actual Unless what? we're going to get a Ross end of season two reveal, Kyle comes back to town and he's Isabel's ready oh. to 
<laughs> Isabel's ready to confess her feelings, and he's like, "Look, this is my girlfriend that I met in Japan, or whatever. I can't remember where he went. Did he go to Japan or did, did he stay in to... Mexico? What are you thinking about? I'm talking about when <laughs> Ross went on a business trip. Oh, I was, was I, I was still town, talking about Kyle. <laughs> I was trying to remember. I think, or does he go to Europe? I can't remember where he goes. I don't think it's anywhere in Africa. And he comes back with Julie, who right. You don't remember what I'm talking about. I remember Julie, but I don't. I, I don't know friends well enough to tell you. It was a whole what thing. exactly happened. Ross there. pining after Rachel for I Ever. Think, two seasons. Yeah, she's clueless. He goes out of town. Right. She figures it out. Everything. She recontextualizes their whole relationship, and she's like, you know what? I'm ready to tell him that I love him. The, she shows up at the airport to see him. This is before 9-11, so she could go to the gate. And then he comes out. He sees her. He smiles. Then he reaches his hand back and says, this is Julie. Brutal. Yeah. I mean, it happens. Yeah. But anyway, I think that might happen to Isabel. We'll see. That Kyle comes back with a new girlfriend. He has been. We haven't seen him for a while. We haven't seen him, so we have no idea what his adventures are. But I think he could come back over Isabel. Yeah. And for the end of this season. I mean, she did tell him not to. Not to wait for not her. Not to wait. She did say. Yeah. Or I kind of hope they get together, just tie this shit up in a bow. Yeah, let's just tie, let's just start tying shit off. We've got an evil Liz on the board. Like, I'm we got to start wrapping yeah. up other stories. I'm even open to, like, Maria Dallas, just to get Maria a boyfriend before this show's over. Yeah, please. Get Maria a boyfriend. I mean, we need Dallas back before we can do that, but. <sighs> but, like, really, Dallas is the only guy on the board for her. Yes. Even Rose has got someone now. Maybe? We think so. You don't think she and Heath are going to be together? The, the show is pairing people off. show is pairing people off. I think Heath might be in one episode of season four, and I think we might have seen it. Okay, all right. We'll see. But she could go back to New York and be like, I'm going to go see Heath. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder how much more of her we get uh, in, in the season. Like I said, I hope it's the rest of the season. Me too. She's great. And she brings out something in Liz that none of the other characters do effectively. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh, we've got so much more of this show to watch. <laughs> it'll, it'll, it'll be good. We'll be good. We, we got it. We can make our way through the, the last episodes of this show. Right? Yeah. We'll be fine. We don't have a choice. You're acting like <laughs> you're convincing me, but like we No, I'm just I'm just trying to like to talk us up to it. Like yeah. No, and it's gonna be more acting and good stuff. I mean, no, I'm I'm excited to see I hope she doesn't do the thing with her with a coin in her fingers anymore. Yeah. But I'm excited to see bad Liz in charge. Do you think bad Liz like aligns herself with Bad Liz, hold on. Joan said that Liz Ortega was going to bring about the alighting. Yep. Maybe that's only true if Bad Liz is in charge. Well, we also don't know how these prophecies work. Right. Are they, is it fate? We don't know. Or is it? Just something that someone believes. <laughs> I guess that's the difference. But like, <laughs> is it a foregone, is it, is it a, is it destiny? I guess that's what I'm thinking. Is it destiny or is it just a thing that somebody hopes happens and may not happen? Right. Um, like the alighting won't happen unless Liz does this or is it Liz will cause the alighting 
So no matter what Liz does, she's on the path that's going to take her to right. That well, place. and part of that is bad Liz taking over. Could be. Yeah, bad Liz. I think we could get an Allie talking sense into bad Liz. Ooh, that would be good. Or maybe we'll never see Allie again. I am a little nervous that this is going to be the last time we see Sherry Appleby for this season. <sighs> That'd be such a bummer. I know. But what if, what if she had gone through the same thing and had like bad Allie take over herself? Like she also made an alien mist? Yeah. Why not? Okay. I think it would She's be- She's the so- old sheriff. <laughs> Patrick, if that happened on this show, we would complain about it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I know. We wouldn't like We're it. We're going to complain about whatever happens. <laughs> We're gonna play it all the way to the end. Yeah, that's right. Uh, no, we we like this. Show. <laughs> all right, let's, let's talk, talk about it next, next week. week. Thank you for listening to Welcome Back to Roswell. If you enjoy the show, please leave us a review over at Apple Podcasts or follow us on uh, social media. We're at Roswell Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Take care and have a great week.